All right. Five. Four. Three. I'm jealous of your soda. I've got this. I've got no. I don't, Diet Coke in a bottle. I don't do. What? I don't like how it tastes. Cans only. Yeah. Only cans. <laughs> Sign up to my only cans. <laughs> That's funny. That's really that was funny. A funny one. Get on. All right, let's start. This episode is brought to you by Smuckers Uncrustables. Tasty food doesn't always have to be complicated. Check out Uncrustables, the best part of the sandwich. It's a round, crimped sandwich made with soft, pillowy bread filled with peanut butter and jelly. And the best part is you just freeze and thaw. It's as simple as popping them into a lunchbox straight from the freezer, which means less work for you on a busy morning. Find Smuckers Uncrustables in the freezer aisle. Learn more at Uncrustables.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 minutes. If you'd like to participate in this podcast, we would love Produce to have you. Produce debate in this podcast? If you'd like to, um, yeah, create debate. Produce debate, participate. Participate in debate. Give us a call at 646-STEW-138. Mike, did people follow my directions from last week? They did, yeah. Oh, nice. Love it. All right. I'll remind you what the directions are at the end per Jacoby's suggestion. Let's get started. In here. Great story from Citibank. Well, it's not from Citibank. It's a great story. It's about Citibank. Basically, there was a lawsuit, of course, just, in, in the United Kingdom. Just to get a little background, he's never heard of Citibank. They've, they've, I don't know, managed a trillion dollars of assets. Good point. Multi-billion dollar <laughs> company. Important context yeah, here. In case you've never heard, a multi-billion dollar company. Multinational, multi-billion dollar company. You've likely seen a Citibank if you've been in an urban space almost anywhere. A city, in, per in se. In the northern it's hemisphere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even like in Mexico. Appropriately named. In Mexico, it has like a slightly different name, but looks exactly the same. I forget what it is. Banco de Ciudad? No, it's like Citibanco. Like, and I'm oh, not even joking. Yeah, sure, it's something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's a man and he was fired by Citibank because he lied on his expense report. And on his expense report, he filed for <laughs> something. He, he had a per diem of 100, 100, 100 euros. euros. Yeah. It's basically $100 at this point. Sure. And he said that he was on a business trip by himself and in his expense report, he said that on one day, he skipped breakfast and only had one coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. For lunch, I had one sandwich with a drink and one coffee in the restaurant. Totally normal. Took another coffee back to the office with me and had the second sandwich in the afternoon. A little siesta snack. Totally normal, which also served as my dinner. All my expenses are within the 100 pound, 100 euro daily allowance. I think there was an extra dinner. We'll get there. Yes. It turned out he actually had filed for more. I can't find it in this article at this exact moment. Why am I blind? He <laughs> basically it turned out that he said he went on a, he went alone, 
when his partner went with him. Yes. And he expensed their meals for both of them. They, guess what? They both had a sandwich. They both had coffees in the morning. Yes. And they split a pasta. <laughs> and they split a pasta. It was 86 euros for the day. It yes. was well under the 100 euro per diem. Allocation. And even if you go over the 100 euro, based on my life in corporate America, is you just have to expense that part and say who else was with you. You, you they'll give you a hundred just kind of like for free, but if you go to a three hundred dollar dinner, they're like, all right, who else was at the dinner? Why? What business how, did I have to how, do? Yeah, you're talking about ESPN. I will say now, having worked for two corporate companies, ESPN is very lax with their with their T and E. Thank God. <laughs> very lax. I would not be here right now. I'd be in jail. <laughs> You'd be like Mr. Fiquette. Yes. because he was fired because it turned out that the company sussed out he wasn't alone, and he then. Uh, sued them for wrongful termination. Well, they, asked, they were like, did your partner split these meals with you? And he was like, no, no, that didn't happen. And then he sues. It goes to trial. And the judge is like, yeah, the, you were you had reason to be fired because you had plenty of, op- you lied. And then you had opportunities to say you were lying. You didn't do that. You work at a bank. People that work at banks need to be trustworthy. Therefore, there's just cause for you to be fired. It specifically states in their employee handbook that uh, spousal travel and meals are not reimbursable. So he broke a very clear rule yes. of of the employee guidelines at Citibank. I also want to know, you mentioned working at a bank, like you would think it should be someone that you could trust and like someone who's following the rules. I believe like he also worked in um, like the fraud department of Citibank investigating crimes. Oh. <laughs> and so that kind of makes it even worse yes. in my opinion. But, but the, when I read this, the first thing that came to mind was like, they must hate this guy. Hate. They must hate this guy so much. They're looking for any reason. They're combing through his internet history. They're combing through every single expense he's ever filed. They hate this guy and just cannot fire him. <laughs> it was escalated when they when someone thought that his um, expense report was, was falsified. It was escalated to Security Investigation Services Department. Like, that's what you do when someone steals from your Citibank account yeah, or, or uses all of your a sudden, credit card. Like, all of a sudden, there's like $50,000 <laughs> missing from your savings account. You're like, what happened? Let's talk to George at security. George at security was like, wait, what now? Two sandwiches versus one sandwich? It's like, I used to be an FBI agent. It's <laughs> absolutely outrageous that they fired him over this. He must have done some other shit. Oh, and they just, hate him. And they're just waiting for him to do one more thing yes, wrong. Yes, yes. I mean, I would not look twice if someone said, I spent Tuesday in London, I spent $86 on food. Can you approve this? I'd be like, only $86? I spent $86 on a lunch by myself that didn't involve alcohol. Oh, of course. I mean, I recently, I recently went to like my local Italian place and much like this guy claimed, but I actually did, I ate dinner there and then I got a, a soup to go to yeah. have for dinner the next day or like lunch the next day. It was like $45. I had meat, oh, yeah. I had meatballs for, for dinner and then I got a soup. A soup! And I spent 45 fucking dollars there. So, yeah, it's easy to get to that number. Easy to get to that number. And they they hate this guy so much. They really do. I just want to confirm that he he did, in fact, work in financial crime. At, That's insane. At Citibank. He committed a financial crime. While working in financial <laughs> crime at a financial yeah. institution. <laughs> you know what? Incredible. I started this whole topic being like, we should ride for this guy. And this is bullshit. But truth of the matter is, is like, I understand why they hate him. <laughs> I would love to know the other things he did to incur the wrath of his employer. Yes, like, yes. can we get some more receipts? Um, all right, let's move on. We've got a, a whole bunch of celebrity stories to run through. Number one is about Kendall Jenner. And I hate the Kardashians. I recently watched an episode of the Kardashians on Hulu. How do you feel about Jenners? 
Um, they're included in the okay. in the Big Ten of Kardashians for me. I'm against all of them. I very even re- Rob. Um, I actually feel I, I feel something positive towards Rob. Me I too. Don't, I don't know exactly what but it's it is. Like, I just feel like a. I think he's made the right decision not being on TV. So I'm like, good job. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a pet that's not being treated right at a home that you visit. You're like, God, I wish that pet was in a different house. Yeah, I don't have a lot of facts about him, but for some reason, I just feel some positivity towards them. The rest of them, I can't engage with. I think they're bad for society. But I have to give it to them. They make a lot of, like, savvy decisions, including Kendall Jenner. She has this tequila brand, 818. If you ever see it, like, looks like the bottle is an 8, and it looks like a weird like vase of some kind. Okay. She did a four city college tour. She showed up at like all the popular bars and liquor stores to promote it. She went to four big 10 schools, also smart, kept it in conference. And I could just have seen being like really excited about this. If I were in college and Kendall Jenner came to my like local bar. Of course. My only concern is like, have you seen a clip of like Bill Murray in Austin? Concern for who? Um, Okay. My, Concerns probably not were not the right word. Thank you for stopping me. <laughs> well, I was like, who are you concerned my, for? My I'm only genuinely note, wondering. My only note because this it, this <laughs> is like everything they do it at its very core is promotional and superficial and inauthentic, right? Yes. But she did a bad job of even sort of like covering that in this case because she's is behind a bar, but she's only pouring pre-made 818 cocktails. Yeah. So it's like, if you're truly going to work behind the bar, I feel like you should have to make a, a Long Island iced tea for once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's, she's pouring from a uh, pitcher yeah, of, of a, a yellow beverage. Thing. And then, and then when she's done pouring those, someone hands her another pre-made thing. So it's like, you're really just sort of like a pourer, not a bartender. Yeah. Also, I will say this is, I got this information from people.com and they didn't even really, they didn't use any like Instagram from kids who went to the, who went to any of these events. Yeah. They're all like promotional stills from 818 Tequila. Exactly. exactly. And so you're right. There's lacking authenticity. Nevertheless, I bet it was fun for all the students. I'm sure they have a story to tell. Let's move on. Okay. Next. This one is a lot more exciting. So I have seen on Instagram a lot this like, promotion for something called like eat at chain have you seen this i have not my algorithm might be different yeah i think it's like people actually know posting who've like attended these events but there's like these these pop-up events in la where it's called like chain and i think it's basically um each time they do a pop-up it's like a special meal from a favorite fast food place and it turns out bj novak and a chef from la named tim hollingsworth are behind it and they're now taking this even bigger, and they're having their own fast food festival. It's a food festival with fast food. Chain food. Not necessarily fast. Sorry, like Chili's, chain, Applebee's, right. kind of like, chain you know. Chain food. Fast and fast casual. Yeah. You're right. Um, and there's a lot of things I like about this, but the number one thing I love about it, it's $75 cost of entry. Kind of high, fine. Yeah. two days. But... At a lot of food festivals, you have to pay to enter, and then you have to pay to buy food. Oh, no. This covers all of the food you yes, can get. Yes, and you can definitely get you your can $75 definitely. worth. Definitely. Definitely. The guy from Citibank should have gone here. Seriously. No questions asked. No questions But But um, I will also say, one thing I loved about this is, like, the very last paragraph, this guy, Tim Hollingsworth, who I looked up, he worked at French Laundry. He yeah, opened per se. Like, this guy's legit, legit. Like, this is like Carmi from the Bear, like, worked for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And one thing I love at the very end, they're like, oh, by the way, this, this should lead with this. They're so like, Tim is going to put his own spin on the popular minutes. dishes from these restaurants. So if you get, like, the Bloomin' Onion from Outback, 
it's going to be like Tim's special Bloomin' Onion with special seasoning. Like, I love the idea of a Michelin star chef taking a dish from Panda Express and being like, let me put my spin on this. Like, that to me is kind of the perfect way of of creating food for me personally. I totally agree. And then it really makes the $75 worth it. It's such a a cool, good idea. And also, I do love when chefs are like, talk talk about like really pedestrian food they love. It's so relatable. And you're like, yeah, me too. It's very validating. Um, And the chains that are going to be there are Chili's, Duncan, Jack in the Box, which I fucking love, Panda Express, Pizza Hut, Red Robin, Sonic, um, and it's sponsored by Guinness, Smirnoff, like, Crown Royale, Pizza Hut Captain bad, Morgan. But you get the guy from Flinch Laundry spend like a month with the Pizza Hut person and came up with a special Pizza Hut pizza. That sounds awesome. I haven't had Pizza Hut in a long time. We actually tried recently, like a year or so ago, but there's not one near our office. Oh. So I don't know if it's good or bad. As a kid, I loved it. I Very loved doughy. Stub crust. I loved. Very doughy. I'd, l- I'd be interested in trying it again. Quick personal food news. Sure. Me and Quincy split a DiGiorno pizza recently. It's awesome. Banging. You know where I stand on I, that. I, I, I did not remember it being this good. It was it's so fantastic. good. Self-rising crust. Yeah. Moving oh, on. Moving so on. good. All right. God, I love, I want to go to this thing in Los Angeles. Me, I, I won't, but me it too. Great. It sounds cool. All right. Next. Um, just a little list of the restaurants where Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift have oh, been I seen. I have some thoughts. I do too. Number one, they went to Waverly Inn over the weekend. I love Waverly Inn. Yeah, it's great. It's a great restaurant. It was like at its peak popularity, I want to say in like 2009. Yeah, it's like... Probably the, opened around 2007, 2008, the, the somewhere spot, around there. Yeah. yeah, it was like the place to be for a while there. Um, I have a friend who knows the chef there, so we get treated very well. Oh. It's a great spot. But m- like these other places, spoiler alert, it's all very like basic. It's also very... It's basic and also um, paparazzi friendly. Yes. While not frequented by the paparazzi anymore. It's like yes. a good place to be photographed. It seems like it was cool, but it's no longer like giving you the same it, cred. It feels like they asked like a six-year-old, like what restaurants are hot in New York right now? You it's know what I mean? Of, it's kind of very like Travis Kelsey to me in a way. Yeah. Where I'm just sort of like, maybe he was like, I'd like to go to the Waverly Inn or something. Yeah, I, it's like a guy from Ohio yeah. has lived in New York for four years and like, you know, goes to Nobu. Yeah. <laughs> well, know? they also went to Nobu, which I just want to note, I think I shared this personal food food news. I too love Nobu, and I I like went there for my birthday last year. I was like, I would like to go to Nobu. It's great. <laughs> it's great. And Nobu's not doing anything special. They do like it's yellowtail with jalapeno. Great. They do like sticky rice with tuna on top. It's really consistent. All yes. the locations nail it. But yeah, it's like. It's, it's like you not saw it. Special. It's like you saw it in a magazine. You're like, I'd like to try that. There's no twist. But you know I, what I mean? It's food- just like a regular regular sushi menu. No, it's better than a sushi menu. It's done well, but it's like black miso cod. Sure, but it's like a lot of sushi places. It's the same thing you get at your regular neighborhood sushi. The menu is the same. It just tastes better. I don't completely agree with that. That's fine. You're probably right, but I'm still going to stay my ground. (laughs) They also went to Catch Steak, which is the restaurant that was bleeped out on uh, Real Housewives of New York. So that's hilarious (laughs) because they didn't want to go there. And then then in Kansas City, this is in the same article from people, they went to Prime Social. Yes, and um, the catch steak is also like, it's an open-air restaurant. Everyone sees each other. It's like a very scene kind of place. And it's just kind of like, they're not hiding. No. They can easily, they could call Taylor Swift's publicist and be like, get us a private room at an actually fancy, trendy restaurant. They could do that easily. Well, so Amanda and I talked about this on Jam Session on Ringer Dish, and this was like in lieu of her doing press, like formal press for her movie this weekend. She was like, yeah. I'm going to go out come photograph me and mention my and movie. And I'll go to Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. So, great, 
Good strat. Seems more fun than doing interviews. Absolutely. And, and I like them as a couple. I do too. I'm still into it, but I'm sick of I'm sick of discussing it, except for on food news. And I'm ready to move on, but I, I wish them the best. And like I'm I'm happy for them. I feel like this has probably got to be the best time in Travis Kelsey's life. He also just invested in an F1 team. We got Mahomes in Maato. It's just like he's fucking everywhere. He needs he needs some more help in the wide receiver position, but we can talk about that in a different pod. Different pod, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's still doing great. Yes. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got a heist, Jacoby. Couple heists. A few heists, yeah. Um, let's start by going to Greece, where three hundred and eighty thousand dollars worth of olive oil was stolen. Basically, what sounds like the equivalent of an olive oil fortress. Somehow, someone broke in, passed like a technologically advanced door, and stole. Well, a lot what of this olive oil. is is all of the olive oil purveyors in a certain area. I'm, I imagine it's a very large area. They don't store their own olive oil for cost reasons. They pool their money together and centralize their olive oil that they make and like basically s- split the cost of, of supplying it's a, it. They come it's together. A it's a co-op. Yeah. And what happened was is someone in the co-op was like, do you know what would be better if I just screwed everybody else over and stole all this olive oil in the middle of the night? Will you ever read a heist and not think it's an inside job? This one says it's an inside <laughs> job in like the first paragraph. <laughs> okay. Fair enough, but I just want to say it's called liquid gold. It's happened. It's, it's very valuable everywhere. Yes. Um, would you like to give us more details? Well, what's really happening here, which I think you have more details than me on, is olive oil is not something that people would steal, but there's been bad harvests of late, supply, demand. Learn this in econ class. All of a sudden, with low supply, demand high, price goes up. So now people are like, I guess we should start stealing olive oil and selling it in the black market. Never thought of that before. Yeah, basically. But also, here we are. Also, there has been a bad, uh, the weather has been changing, so it's been bad for olives and therefore the harvest, so there's even less. Um, and yeah, it's a really hot commodity. One of the interesting details was that people are even um, like ransacking cemeteries to get olive oil because it's often stored there as part of like the religious burial. Um, they use... Um, What's the word? Lanterns? What did I say to you before? I don't know. Start with a C. Vigil lamps. Oh, vigil lamps. There's vigil lamps for burials, and they use olive oil for that. All right. You're a total scumbag if you're in an olive oil purveyor conglomerate and you steal everyone else's olive oil and sell it in the black market and go away with like mid six figures. That makes you a scumbag. But if you're breaking into cemeteries and stealing olive oil that's used in like in vigil lamps, like that's like. It's really dark. Like I don't even believe in like true karmic repercussions, but I think there might be some in that case. (laughs) I know. It's like you really shouldn't be doing that. It's very, it's very wrong. That's bad. It's very wrong. You might, you might, you might. Might, there might be a vigil about you before, you know, you get hit by lightning. Um, Jacoby, I'm skimming back over the two articles I read about this, and it doesn't say it was an inti- inside job. Am I missing it? No. Oh. It said it's an inside job. Where? I don't know the main article I read. Oh. I missed it. You, I'm going to move on, and you find the detail. Okay. Because <laughs> I I know. I was like, I read two articles. I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, maybe it's the next one. Uh, um. Next. I think it may Oh, look at this. A Greek olive oil cooperative has been hit by thieves who swiped more than 388,000 worth of product, and locals believe it was an inside job. It's the first paragraph. Okay, but they didn't say it was. Oh, come on. Locals believe it's an inside job, and that means it was an inside (laughs) job. They just don't want to get super defamation. 
Okay, fine. That's an inside job. All right. I hope we find out. Please solve this crime, Grease. Yes, and work us, on this, Grease. They're on it. Know. All right, next. Um, this is about Florida thieves who uh, stole, use tractors to also tractor steal. Tractor trailers, not tractors. Tractor trailers to steal over 4,000 cases of alcohol worth over 1.6 million. That's a lot. That's a lot. We always so we talk about these, these heists every week now. It's just like so much work. Is this the best way the, to get return on your no, time? No, it can't be. It's one thing if you're like wearing a bad wig, going to a liquor store and stealing some Grey Goose. But when you're using like multiple tractor trailers and lifting over a thousand cases of product, like is liquor really the way to go? Maybe they have a personal passion for liquor, but steal some other stuff and use the profit to buy liquor. I just don't understand. I mean, I, I think they're not. I assume they're not drinking all of it. I don't think it's just about the liquor. I don't think it's personal use. <laughs> That'd be a tough one to get pulled over and be like, no, nope, personal use. It's also all Franzia and Sutter Home wine in Again, this case. When I found that out too, I was like, you stole, you stole like, I don't know, thousands of gallons of Franzia? I mean, maybe this is for for Kendall Jenner's uh, college tour. It, you could, know, be, trying it to, could be. Trying to piggyback on top of it. But like, if I was a thief and I was thinking about like what... Have you ever stolen anything in your life? I once stole like a like a ninety nine cent like stamp ring when Ooh. I was like eight from a store. Ooh. Um, but if I was like, I need money, I think I would like watch a lot of YouTube videos, which are free, to oh. le- to learn how to like hack and try to like break into accounts and stuff. Like I would try to use like financial. I would try to use like technological software. Oh wow! Instead of like like physical labor, yeah, you're so much smarter than me. That's just me. I'm definitely like walking into a store with like a paper bag on my hand and be like, I've got a gun. (laughs) Empty out the register. Or like the way that like people also can have a sandwich. Scam like old people by calling them and like asking them for their. Oh, I watched a whole documentary about that. (laughs) That Have you seen that documentary? Yes. Yeah, that seems a lot easier to me than whatever (laughs) is going on with tractor trailers. I would have a lot of trouble. Let's imagine. I pull up with a tractor trailer. They're like, you have to back out of the parking lot. I'd be like, oh, fuck it. I'm, I'm done. Kick it out of the parking lot. Um, okay, moving on. Some quick local news. Here in New York, liquor stores can now be open for a full 12 hours on Sunday from 9 to 9. Don't care. What I do care about is why can't I buy juices and sodas inside a liquor store? It's I was, insane. I was going somewhere else on that one. Go ahead. Um, I don't think you should be able to buy liquor at 9 a.m. I'm sorry. I just what? I just think that's too early. You're so square. What happened I, to you? I Yeah, I am square. Just, yeah, I don't know. Me and Kendall Jenner are going to be Plan doing ahead. kegs and eggs before the big, you know, uh, uh, Indiana game. If you need to have liquor at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning, buy it the day before. I will say this in your defense. If you're going outside to buy liquor at 9 a.m. In, in your defense, the people that wait outside the liquor store... For it to open, we've all seen that crowd. Maybe they should have legislation that says they can't get their liquor at that time. Or yeah, I, I just think I don't know. I went to um, a liquor store in Cape Cod this summer, and the hours were like very extended. I was like, "Wow, this place is always open." Yes, I couldn't believe it. I don't know. I thought it was like more controlled. But to be fair, like the idea that Sunday is a special day that oh, we're yeah. not supposed to drink liquor is just—it's just antiquated and outdated. This is, so this like, is an everyday it's, stands yeah, for it's, me. It's hard to go the other way. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh well, Sunday is the day of the Lord, so you're gonna have to wait to get your vodka till noon. Like, all right. <laughs> Um, all right. Shall we get into today's taste test? I would love to. This episode is brought to you by Smucker's Uncrustables. Tasty food doesn't always have to be complicated. 
Check out Uncrustables, the best part of the sandwich. It's a round, crimped sandwich made with soft, pillowy bread filled with peanut butter and jelly. And the best part is you just freeze and thaw. It's as simple as popping them into a lunchbox straight from the freezer, which means less work for you on a busy morning. Find Smucker's Uncrustables in the freezer aisle. Learn more at Uncrustables.com. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC Pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. Popeyes, man. Talk- Pope, yes, chicken. Pope, yes. Pop eyes. Oh, it's the same thing. I was yes. thinking about another way to break it up. Yeah. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Does Popeyes come from um, the Sailor Man? I have no idea. Was there someone named Popeye before that? I'm sure Popeye is an original with the Sailor Man, but I don't see a lot of spinach on the menu. <laughs> it's a great point. What is Popeye an actual nickname that people had before Popeye the Sailor Man? I don't, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. So we have Popeyes and olive oil. Is there, is there a Brutus anywhere in the rundown today? <laughs> That's a great maybe, point. Maybe Franzia has some brute. Maybe some brute was stolen. Um, I think that I, I like to think that Popeye began with that. So what do we have here? Um, we have a chicken sando. We got a chicken sando. That's correct. And uh, it's spicy. It has a big S on the on the bag. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you more about it. I believe it has truffle on it. Yeah, truffle. There's some truffle scent. I'm getting. I'm just going to take a bite. Okay. I, I can't wait to find out. It's. I think it's the truff spicy mayo is the new piece of it. Mm-hmm. Sharing this with you, not even cutting it. Wow. No, no, no. Um. Okay. No. Mm-mm. It's mm. just no. Oh my God. I'm of the opinion there are very few things that truffle makes better. I'm only chewing because I need to finish this. Yeah, it's not good. And the thing is, is like, 
It's like I always say about pistachio ice cream. Why would you get this when there's just a regular Popeye spicy chicken sandwich right next to it? I know. I'm looking at it. It has all, all the elements of a great sandwich. Yes. Fried chicken, pickles, pickles. potato bun. like, And a spread. A spicy looking the spread. I'm feeling ill. I'm feeling really ill. I oh, hate it. We just it. broke Juliet. Oh my God, I hate it. We have six minutes left. It's okay. We got oh a lot to talk about. If you're listening to this, Juliet has a look that I haven't seen before. I really didn't like it's it. It's like nausea. Yeah. I really... It's wow. Like, I've never seen you react. Even the spicy things, you look more like concerned. You're like, when is this going to end? This one, you're like, do we have to stop the pod so I can puke? I really dislike it. Do you want it. another bite? No. Can I just put it right closer to you? I think part of it is a smell. I like... You have a liquid IV water bottle? <laughs> yeah. How many fucking water bottles do you have? I'm drinking liquid IV for my liquid IV water bottle Again, right you're now. breaking the rules. Water bottles are just for water. It's going to taste like whatever flavor liquid IV that, that you put in there later. If any water bottle is going to taste like liquid IV, it should, it be, should the be the liquid, liquid IV, IV branded one. one. Yeah. And that's what okay. I'm doing. Okay. It's a really good water bottle. And I'm drinking liquid IV, so it's fine. Okay. I guess it's fine. Yuzu pineapple. Um, God, we just need to move on from this. We I, have, I'm done. Yeah, it's gross. Even just smelling it, it's kind of gross. Once you take it out of the bag, this is a bad, this is probably the worst taste test we've had. It's a Popeye sandwich. I, I mean, it's a spicy chicken sandwich. It's like straight down the middle for you. I'm a little hungry. <laughs> I, I, t- I did look at it when you put it back in the bag. I was like, am I about to okay. have another bite? Th- this is good because it goes straight into my personal food news. And actually, it's joint personal food news this week. We're doing Just Just Salad. Just Just Salad. I love Just Salad. I've talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. There's one that I walk past on the way to work. There's one in my neighborhood. I have the app. I really figured out my salad. I just like, I got it down. Yeah. For some fucking reason. I decided to ruin my own day by changing up my salad. So I mean, you didn't start a whole, you didn't start a fresh. You just made some uh, some alterations to your yes, your typical. I made some alterations to my typical. Mm. I went for healthier chicken instead of having crispy chicken. I had braised chicken thighs, and then, sorry, I just had a horrible gag reflex to the salad <laughs> to the sandwich. <laughs> so I had braised chicken thighs. I added avocado. I don't know why. And I went light on the dressing. I usually do it somewhere between light and medium. Mm. It just didn't have the same symphony of taste. It just was like hitting flat. I just was so disappointed because it was like a lot of things that I still really like about my salad, but it was just thrown off by the horrible decisions to change chicken and to not and to add avocado. I should have gone for just the regular oven roasted chicken if I wanted the healthier yes, option. Yes, yes, that's what I was thinking. I was like, uh, you went from like the best chicken to the worst chicken. It's just too dramatic of a change. It was a huge mistake, and I don't, I don't even and like dark meat. I, I have really, um, I don't. There are how do I explain this and be articulate? I think the avocados are wildly overrated, and they're not as good as people think they are. And I think even people that like avocados don't like avocados as much as they think they do. And I can't imagine too many things outside of an avocado toast in which avocado makes better. Because you know I'm a very texture-based eater. Yeah. And um, when I get an avocado in my salad, I, too, have some regular salads that I go to, one of which have avocado. Recently, I have I have taken that off of the sort of like the formula because— one thing that happens when I get the avocado with the salad is I have to cut it up myself because it comes too many big I chunks. I hate that. So now you're making me do work, which you know I hate. Of course. Especially and, a chopped salad should come fully chopped. And then sometimes I won't be paying full attention. I'll be reading a book or whatever, just eating the salad blindly. And I'll get an avocado bite. It'll be kind of mushy and we'll be ready for it. And the texture will throw me off. Yeah. I, this is why I did the avocado. I was like, I'm going to go light on the dressing. So I think I might want something else that's kind of viscous. Mm. But it was a mistake. I just really... I'm I, I'm so mad at myself. Um, 
I had a Just Salad experience today, as a matter of fact. One of my first, I can't definitively say I've never been to Just Salad before, but this is easily one of my first five Just Salad experiences. Okay. And I was I was in a neighborhood, and I was just looking for the closest salad. So I just went to Yelp and searched salads. And I found that Just Salad was on my block. I was like, great. And I looked at the offerings that they had, and I went with the, try to be healthy, so I went with the buffalo cauliflower. Oh. Made a lot of alterations. Salad or wrap? Um, I thought about wrap. It said, it said, get this as a wrap. It's a net two grams carbohydrates. And I was like, that's not true. I don't know what I that don't means. believe it. I don't know. I feel what like that it's means. only two extra grams of carbohydrates in, as, as opposed to a salad, but I just don't oh. believe them whatsoever. So I went with the salad because, again, I'm trying That's to be such healthy. It's an insane way of positioning, though, because I don't like you're starting from zero. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I, was, I think it adds two grams. Yeah, Regardless, yeah, I, get it, I was like, this isn't, I, I, no, I'm just going to have a salad. And I had the salad, and I, I'm glad you mentioned the, because I asked for medium dressing mixed in. I don't like mixing my own dressing, especially in those bowls oh, where we've got a lot of yeah. extra room. So that's for medium dressing mixed in, and it was way too dressing-y. I know. The light's too light, and the medium's too medium. But what happens is, I, as you know, I'm a routine person, so there was a time in which I got the exact same salad every day, the exact same way, but sometimes the medium dressing mixed in was way too much. Sometimes it was way too little. I need them to have a little more uniformity to their dressing um, volume based on what I select. We need a universal standard, I think, because yes. at... Just salad, I I have found them to be quite consistent, and that the medium is over, is too much. Oh, okay. But light too little. Yeah, exactly. But in general, what I think you're saying is we do need like universal sizing. We need yes. universal standard for dressing. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the. I don't know. We can just get you know people that are salad professionals to figure it out. But it'd be nice <laughs> if it was like, hey, when you ask for light, you get one ounce. When you ask for medium, you get two. When you ask for heavy, you get three. Something like that. Can we get the FDA involved? See if they can regulate this. Well. well well, listen, they don't they don't have the financial resources because Citibank is dedicating all of their time to, to, to going through to expensive reports. Yeah, expensive reports of their employees. <laughs> and the international food regulators all work on the olive oil thing. So maybe we have to wait until this sort of like passes before we can really get into this. All right. Let's get into our listener food news. And how can how can they be participate? Give us a call at 646-STEW-138. But we are not here to give recommendations. Can we stop saying that? Why? I do want to give recommendations. Okay. If you wanted to make recommendations, DM Jacoby. Doesn't yes. read his DMs. There you go. But maybe he will. Hey, Jacoby and Juliet. It's Jeffy from Vernon, Connecticut. Hmm. Uh, I've noticed a disturbing trend, and I need your opinion. Uh, lately, a lot of people that I like and respect have declared their love for candy corn. I was at a no. meeting the other day, no. and people were happily passing around this container of different kinds of candy corn and just shove it in their face. Now, candy corn, much like Peeps, are disgusting. I might even go so far to say that they are a crime against humanity. Maybe that's a little bit too far, but you know what I'm saying. Am I the crazy one? Is candy corn good? And if it is, do I have to reevaluate my life? I love you guys. Thanks for all you do. And Julia, we love you too. God rules. Thank you. Glad you agree. I agree. Jesse, Jesse from Vernon, Connecticut. Um, I actually, is, I like is, candy corn. I'm just going to throw that out there. I no, like it. No one likes candy corn. I do. I like it. No one likes candy corn. But you tolerate it during the season. It's no, not bad. I don't tolerate it during the season because I don't participate in Halloween. Like, it's not a compulsory thing that I do. I don't. It's just, like, not a big part of my life. So I like candy corn. I'm like, oh, I'll have some of that. But, like, I would never, like, I self-identify as, like, unprompted as a candy corn fanatic or fan. If there was a bowl of candy corn in this room right now open for the taking, I would have some because it's yeah. just sugar and it tastes better than air. But <laughs> it tastes better than the, than the yes, sandwich. <laughs> yes. But 
if you had all the options that you get in a candy buying environment, I would never select candy corn. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to buy this because you can't eat it in big quantities. It's so sweet. And if it was truly good, it would not be seasonal. Um, I don't know about that. The McRib is seasonal. It's not truly good. Oh, that's true. We did have it and it was bad. I had, <laughs> it I had COVID. Good. It was bad. It did not taste good. Um, I don't know that I totally agree with the seasonality thing. I think sometimes scarcity is, you know, a smart marketing ploy. Yes. But candy corn for me is like a volume problem. Like I can't have more than two pieces. So why would I ever buy it myself? But I also want to say, Jesse, all these people in your life that are professing their love for candy corn, much like Juliet, they don't really mean it. They just haven't learned that about themselves yet. <laughs> I reject that. That's um, fine. Well... Don't have this sandwich that I'm haunted by. As I Do not. Yes, look, it's look spooky at it. season. You don't participate in Halloween. Now you're haunted by a sandwich. <laughs> look at you. It's karma. Um, thank you to our producer, Mike Warga, and we'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.